and I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I am a emotional person. I will cry, I will laugh with the best of you. But when I get passionate about something, I can't stop the tears. When I love passionately, the tears flow. When I'm mad passionately, the tears flow. <laughs> so I'm an emotional person. That's who I am. Don't think Miss Betty lost her composure today. It's who I am. I am an emotional being. And this story is very near. It's one of my favorite Bible stories because I think that God allowed me to see myself in the midst of this story. Or at least he gave me hope through the midst of this story. And if I use the term women today, I want you to understand that the focus is on women today for our women's conference. But it is also indicative for each of you. Because when God speaks, whether he's referring to, to man, he's speaking of mankind. And when I say women today, I am just putting emphasis on us as ladies. But it also is pertinent to all of you, men, women, boys and girls, in, in today's session. But ladies, we are set apart and we are called to leadership. All of us. We're called to lead. And we're called to lead in integrity. And I'm just going to, in case some of you may not understand the term integrity, it means to do what is right because it's right. Not because it gains, not because it benefits, not because somebody's looking, but because it's the right thing to do. If nobody is looking, integrity says, I'm still going to do what is right. And as we share in this story of these two ladies' lives, I want you to understand they both walked in integrity. They did what was right. And sometimes, regardless of who we are, it's difficult to make the right choices. It's difficult to stand strong. But I want you to understand, ladies, you were born to be strong. You were born to be leaders. Most of us in here today are or will be mothers. We have to lead. We lead in our households. We lead our children. We are leaders. We are born to be leaders. We're not born to be sit-backers and do nothing. We are born to lead. We lead primarily by example what we do what we say, how we respond. And with that, it all ties in to what I'm going to title my message for today, and that is spiritual heart condition. What is the condition of your heart? I'm going to open with um, Proverbs 4 and 23. Let's put that one up first. Proverbs 4 and 23. Throughout this entire message this morning, I want you to get a hold of this verse. It says, 
in the Message Bible to keep vigilant. Watch over your heart. Now, to keep vigilant watch, that means don't take your eyes off of it. That means intense. To watch your heart. That's where life starts. Now, we're not talking about this ticker today that is the physical heart. We're talking about your spiritual heart. The heartbeat of your connection with the Father. I like what it says in the NS, NSB version. NASB. Let me get that right. In the NASB version, let me read it to you from there. You just a second. You know, everything don't work the way you want it to when you want it to. Well, I can't get it to pop up here, but let me just tell you what it says. It says, keep watch over your heart because every decision you make is based on the condition of your heart. Every decision you make will be made <coughs> dependent upon the condition of your heart. Now, we know with the physical heart that there are limitations. For those of you young and active, you don't feel anything. But for most of us, we may not feel there's an attack about to happen. Whether we're overstressing our heart, whether conditions are, are unfavorable for us to do certain things, and we just go about our lives until that moment when something happens. And it begins to take your breath. Do you know that most of us react in life in that same general manner? There's no preparation. What I'm trying to say, there's no preparation for a heart attack. Do you go through your day every day, Brother Eric, saying, I'm going to have a heart attack in five minutes. i got to be prepared for that. You don't. Do any of us walk through our lives in a pattern of, uh, I'm going to come up against a great battle in a little bit and i got to be prepared? We don't. And so many times that's why we are caught off guard. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, guard your heart. I want you to say, check your heart. Check your heart. Check your heart. Because what is in the heart, the condition of the heart, will determine how you react in every decision that you make. All of us standing here, we sing, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. We sang those songs this morning and we are all in worship with those songs we read scripture some of us oh we've got three hours a day set aside where we're going to go through a regimen of i'll get my bible reading in today some of us oh i've got my study book and i'm going to spend three hours in study this week and we go through all of that and all of that is great and wonderful but how much of it do we allow into our hearts how much of it do we really let it become who we are? If we read it, and we read it, and we read it, and we read it, but it never becomes a part of our spiritual heart, we've wasted a lot of time. Really. Really. It's not about just reading the Word. 
but it's about a relationship with the Father. These women in Esther, the book of Esther is where I'm going. In the book of Esther, there are two, two queens that we're going to look at their lives today. Ladies, we are called to be leaders. We are called to power. We're not just some little old nobody in a little old spot nowhere. Jesus knows your name. Yes. Jesus has placed inside of you something powerful, something meaningful, something that he can only get done through you. And you've got to rise up and know who you are. Yes. You've got to know. You don't let somebody sitting in this world determine who you are. Right. You get with God and you find out who you are. When you have an encounter with him, you'll know who you are. Yes. I'm a child of the king. Yes. I am above and not beneath. Oh, I am first and not last. You know who you are when you have an encounter with him. When you open these scriptures, you're in communication with him. It ought to do something to change your life, not just be a visual of reading scripture. It ought to become power. It ought to become medicine to the spiritual heart so that the spiritual heart is strong enough to endure whatever it faces out there. See, there was a queen named Vashti. Power had been transferred from Babylon to Persia. And King Exorcise was on the throne. And because of the, par the power that they had began to wreak over the nations, they threw a party and invited all of his famous friends. And all of his famous friends are there, all of the wealthy people, all of the prominent people are there at the party. And as men do, they gather in a corner and all the ladies are in, in another part. You know, as we do, we all conjugate together and the men are over here talking men stuff and they get a little drunk. Just going to tell you, they get a little, they get a little happy. And, and the king is bragging on his wife. Oh, yeah, we've heard she's a pretty thing. Why don't you have her come out where we can all see that beauty? And so he sends for her. Now, she's the queen. And they go and they tell her, they said, the king wants you to come out. He wants you to put on your prettiest. He wants you to put on your crown. And he wants you to parade out in front of all of his friends. That she had a decision to make. He is the king. He has the most power. But I'm not going to do it. It's not right. Just a parade out there for all of them to gawk at me in their drunken stupor. Just to please somebody else. Even if he is the king. He's not thinking right right now. And I'll refuse to go. Can you imagine? Oh, you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to do that? Oh, there, oh, what could happen? Have you ever been in this situation? Maybe you weren't, weren't the queen. But we're all faced with those kind of situations. What's everybody else going to say? What are they going to think? I don't do this. Teenagers, when you go to those parties, make a decision before you go. Do I need to be there? 
Because that's what Queen Vashti did. I don't need to be out there. I don't need to parade myself in front of drunken men. What is he thinking? Integrity. Do the right thing. Even if it means you're banished. Even if it means your friends turn their back on you. Check your heart. Check your heart. Check your heart because pressure, pressure will push against you to do things you don't need to do. To be in places you don't need to be. To be in situations and setups that you don't need to be. To say things you ought not to say. Huh? We're talking about pressures and we're talking about integrity. Check your heart. When somebody backs you in a corner and you want to come out swinging, check your heart. Check your heart. What do you say? What should you say? What should your reaction be? Because see, if you're spending more time with who God is, and you're spending more time with Him, then you're going to know what you should say. And if you don't, the Holy Spirit will quicken you with something rather than a reaction. And she said, you go tell that king. I can just admit, you go tell him I love him. And you go tell him that I am his queen, but I will not be paraded in front of a, a bunch of drunk men. And all those ladies that were there that had been invited, they had decisions to make too. But do you know not one of them stood with her? So they go and report back to the king. Check your heart. They go and report back to the king. She ain't coming. Pressure. You gonna let her talk to you like that? Are you gonna let her dominate like that? You go tell her, I said, get out here now. You know, we gonna crow. And she said, I'm not going. End of the story, she is banished forever. But she stood for her integrity. She stood for what was right. Even though it cost her her kingdom, she stood for what was right. She stood up. How many of us can be that bold to stand up for what is right? We think it's easy until the pressure comes. But in what form will it come? We're going to go on. Guard your heart because every decision you make is made from what's inside that spiritual heart. So now we're going to look at Queen Esther. We know that she's banished. The men go before exorcism and they said, now listen, King, we got a big problem. Big problem. You have let this lady be an influence on all of our ladies. And if we don't get control of them, if we don't get control of them, you're going to have to do something now. They get rid of her. Well, she's gone. She can't be a part of the kingdom anymore. And that was a message to stop women from rising up to be who they were called to be. It was a message of dominance. It was a message of you got you to gotta answer to everybody else rather than what is right. But I stand here to declare to you today, God has called you to be a lady of integrity. He has called you to stand up for what is right. What is right? How do you know what is right? Unless you get in this word and you know what God has called 
for you to be, for who you are. Know who you are. Check your heart. Know that whenever you read this, that it's not just a story. We in, the, in class this morning, we were talking, and we asked, or we brought up the subject of Paul, and, and we began to talk about what were prominent things that occurred in that story of Paul and his transversion, his, his transformation to Saul. And some of them said, the angel in the road. Well, to me, it was a donkey talking. A donkey talking. And now, that, won't that get your attention, Papa? That gets your attention for a donkey to talk. But we think that's a cartoon story. Check your heart. God has a way of, of getting you in that position. He wants time with you so he can share and impart to you. And if he has to get a donkey to talk to you to get your attention, he just might do it. Because he wants relationship with you. He wants a heart, a heart that is in tune with him, that can respond as he would respond, that can ignite as he would ignite, that would go forward, that when we say yes, it's not just a yes until the preacher calls and needs you to go do something. I got, oh, what happened to yes, Lord? Yes, I'll go wherever you send me. What happened to yes, Lord? Yes, I'll do whatever you call. Oh, but that wasn't the Lord. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, yes, it was. I'm not saying he was trying to talk through a donkey. I didn't say that. I said, I, I saw your faces, but I'm saying he will use individuals. He'll also use them to test you. Check your heart. Check your heart. So now we move, the queen is removed, and oh, king, you've got to have a queen. And so he has, he has his men to go out and... and, and, and Kidnap all of the single ladies in the kingdom. Bring them. Prepare them for a year. They've got a year to prepare. The most wonderful beauty pageant of beauty pageants. We're going to hold and king as we parade them before you. You'll choose which one it will be. Here's a child that has lost her mother or dad. She saw them brutally killed. She's an orphan taken into the home of her cousin Mordecai. Here he has raised her in the things of, the, in the things of God. But let me tell you something. When, when power was transferred from Babylon to Persia, Jews had to hide themselves. They were hid amongst the Persians. In all of the Persian provinces, Jews were hidden. This child is a Jew. Undercover as a Persian, hiding for their lives. And in the story, we know that, that, that Haman finds out that Mordecai, who is, who is pretty high up next to the king, is a Jew. So his plot is to kill Haman. Um, Haman's plot is to kill Mordecai. That's his whole objective. We've got to get rid of this one. He's getting more favor from the king than me. He's getting recognized more than I do. He, check your heart. It'll make you do strange things. He's getting all the attention of the king. He's getting promoted. So his, his whole objective was to get rid of Mordecai. But it involved every Jew in the kingdom. 
who also involved this young lady who has now been taken from her home, placed into the, to the castle, and who now has an objective to be chosen by the king as the queen. But I want you to understand something. Women of integrity, no matter what you face, no matter what you face, God will see you through. Did he place you there in the midst of that? Not always. But he'll never leave you there. Check your heart. Keep your heart in line. When we face struggles, what's the primary thing we do? Because if you'll do that for him, what will you do next time? That little guy whispers in you, oh, I love you. You're so beautiful. If you love me, you'll do this. I'm telling you, check your heart. Check your heart. Even if it feels good, you better check your heart. You better know what God's word says because that's the only thing that will stand firm and stand true. Check your heart. So here's our little girl. She could have sat and she could have cried and she could have made herself so sick and worry and stress. I mean, I lost my mom and daddy. I was, I was left and now, and now I'm in this situation. And she could sit in pity and she could have made herself so sick that she would have died. And that's what most of us do today. We sit and we drown in our own pity. 
We sit and we drown looking at our own situation and how somebody treated us. How somebody treated you ain't your business. Hear what I'm saying to you today. How they treated you is not your business. God will deal with that person. And he will. He will. But you know what we do? We want him to get them. But his get them may be salvation to their lives. And how you respond may be beneficial in how soon he gets that soul. But I want him to get them because they hurt me. They did me wrong. You're going to bust hell wide open, I'm just going to tell you. Sit there in your unforgiveness. Sit there in your self-pity state. You better check your heart. You better check your heart. How they treated you is not your business. Your business is how you respond to it. And how you respond to it is a condition of your heart. How you respond is a condition of your heart. Where is your heart with God? Because if your heart is in line with Him and it's in tune with Him, then you will respond the way He responds. In love. In kindness. I understand you may disagree with me and you don't like me. But I want you to know Jesus loves you. But I can slam the door in your face and tell you, don't, don't talk to me. Don't come back and try to witness to him. Mm-mm. Because you made a mark that can't be erased. Check your heart. Check your heart. All of us were placed here for the purpose of winning souls for the kingdom. If you think you're here to be Miss Popularity or Mr. Popularity and, and to achieve all of the acclaim in, in this world, you're on a dead-end mission. But as you seek his kingdom first and you seek souls first, the Bible tells us all these things will be added to us. The promotion, the favor. I got a guy on my job that works for me in my office. And literally every week we have the conversation. He will start it with, am I going to have a job next week? Literally. I mean, I've heard the song for two years, and I'm, I'm literally, I'm going, don't come in here with that anymore. If you don't know who you are, and you don't know that you're doing everything to the best of your ability, and your integrity is not holding true, you don't need to be here. You don't need to be here. You don't have to question it. If they walk in my office tomorrow morning and say, Betty, you're fired, I'm going to go, God, what door are you going to open next? You're not going to worry about what you're going to eat, what you, how you're going to pay your bills. God has always provided. He said that his children will never beg for bread. I'm not going to beg. God, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to do it because it's right. I ain't going to jail for nobody. I ain't going to jail. I'm not going to do it. But if the test comes, are we going to stand as Vashti did? Here's our young girl faced with a challenge to give up, lose hope, but she had been raised better than that. She began to say, okay, I'm here for a mission. I'm here. I'm here. How do I get become queen? 
And she began to seek. The, the eunuch that was placed in charge of them, what's the secret to the king's heart? What does he like? When they were turned loose into the perfume room, ladies, this is all the fragrances in all of Persia. Choose, choose your fragrance that you'll wear before the queen, the king. They all rush in there and all the whoo, expensive perfumes. Whoo! She says back, what is, what is the fragrance the king likes most? What is that that, you know, sometimes you get something, ladies, that just whoo, knock you off your feet? You ever had anybody sit next to you that was wearing it and you go, I think I'm going to have to move? But that's their fragrance. It's just not yours. And rather than seeking the most expensive perfume in the room to wear, she said, what does the king desire? Whenever they were turned loose into the chambers of all the jewelry, they rushed in and began to adorn themselves. And she says, what does the king prefer? Something simple, something elegant, something ornamental, something that's heavy and glonky. What does he seek? You know what she was doing? She was, she was seeking the heart of the king. That's what you and I should seek, the heart of the Father. Yeah. And when we seek the heart of the Father, then his blessings will be on us in everything that we do. Check your heart. What are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to achieve pleasure for yourself? How's that going for you? Are we trying to find the heart of the Father? The Bible tells us that as the ladies would come forth to the king, <laughs> he knew pretty quickly. <laughs> I kind of I see it in this vision, if you will. I've just seen snippets of these um, um, uh, shows on television where, you know, they come out and they sing before this panel or uh, I, the names of them even fail me. I don't watch them enough, but I, I've seen that. They're trying to get that, 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 that panel, somebody on there to choose them. Giving it all they got. I can see some of these ladies coming in there all adorned and, woo, hey, baby, I'm the one. And he's going, get her out of here quick. But when Esther came in, the Bible tells us that she was the only one that he requested back into his presence. And she became queen. She became queen. She was the chosen one. Can you, do you know if you're the chosen one with the Father? Mm, I do. I do. Well, Miss Betty, aren't you just brash and bold? No, because my word says, my word says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It tells me that I am the head and not the tail, that I am my Father's child. That's how I know. Check your heart. Who are you? See, I used to think I was just a little snot-nosed, barefoot, no good country girl. 
I still have that at my roots. Ooh, but I'm a born again child of the Most High God. I am birthed into royalty. I am. But you know what? I don't dare declare I am, except I know that he is with me, that I know that I am connected to him. And when you know that you are connected to him, then you are empowered to go forth and to do great things. Great things. They look at me and they say, Miss Betty, how do you do so much? But God, but God is my driving force. See, whenever God becomes who you are, you don't question whether I'm going to church. You don't question where I'm going, whether I'm going to be there or not. Because you know I got to get there and get some more. I got to be around people who are saved. I got to be around people who are up, who are, who are empowered. I got to connect. And, and we become hungry for it. But whenever we're self-seekers, oh, I just got to have a nap. I can't make it today. Oh, I got to have me time. Oh, I got to have, I got to have a three week vacation away from everything. I'm not telling you vacations are wrong and I'm not telling you rest is wrong, but I'm telling you there's an order in which it comes. There is an order in which it comes. There is a balance to how you do things. And if your balance is more about you than it is about God, you're out of balance. Check your heart. If your balance is more about getting the last word in than it is about, uh, about being humble and making sure that the mark I leave at the end of this conversation is going to leave an open door for me to come back and be able to tell them Jesus loves them. If it's not this opportunity, then I need to check my heart. If it's more about it's got to be me, 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 it's got to be me and my pleasures. It's got to be about me and how I'm going to benefit from this. What's in it for me? That it is about what it is about God, then we better check our heart. Because out of the heart, every decision is made. And how we make those decisions will influence a nation. But I'm not over a nation but you're involved in a nation. It will influence everybody around you who will influence around them, who will influence around them and around them, and it keeps carrying on. But I didn't do all that. Oh, yes, you did. With one decision of the heart, you made a choice to speak a word that made a mark in somebody's life who carries that mark who implants it in somebody else's life, and so on. Check your heart. Because you see, Esther, chosen as queen, is faced in a dilemma. Mordecai comes to her and tells her, you understand, there is a plot against all Jews. In case you may have forgotten, you are a Jew. And this will affect you. And for such a time as this, it may be you had been called into the kingdom. And I like what Mordecai says. And if you'll put up Esther, 
If you'll put up Esther chapter... Look at my notes here. See which chapter. I'm all over in Esther. Chapter 4, verses 13 through 16, and we're going to read that in the Message Bible for you. It says, Mordecai sent her this message. Don't think just because you live in the king's house, you're the one Jew who will get out of this alive. He says, you better think about it. Go ahead to the next one. If you persist in staying silent at a time like this, listen to what Mordecai said. Help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from someplace else. So you may not answer the call. You may not give the right word. You may make a mark, but you're going to be the one that will perish. He said, you and your family will be wiped out. But who knows? For such a time as this, that soft word, when you want to rip them to shreds, may be the turning mark. It may be that one thing that that person needed. Maybe. Maybe they came at you just to see how you would react. Maybe the enemy says, yeah, we'll get this one. Go get him, buddy. And that person came at you. And the devil was expecting you to react. But maybe for such a time as this, you respond in the right way. Because your heart is in tune with God. I won't be moved. I'll not move, be moved to curse and bless you out. Not this time, devil. Because see, my heart's in check. Believe me, my flesh wants to. But this time, for this time, you got the last word. I'm going to let God deal, not me. It's not about me. It's about him. It's about him and the impression I leave. So I'm going to respond with a soft answer, and I'm going to walk away. God's going to hold me. I'm going to let him deal with this. And she went and she says, okay, and I like what the scriptures say. It says that she did not ask for prayer. If you think about that, it says that she told Mordecai, she says, okay, you have, the, you, have the, the, you have my people pray for three days. Hear what I'm saying. The prayer was not that she would do the right thing. She had already purposed in her heart what she was going to do. But the prayer was for my life. Because what I'm about to do will cost me my life. What I'm about to do means I surrender all that I am, all that I ever dreamed of, all that I ever wanted to be in me to perform the Father's will. 
for such a time as this. I'll lay down my life. But you tell them to pray. Fast and pray for three days. For my strength and my ability to go forward and for my life. My heart's already in check. I know what I got to do. Now I need you to pray that I go forward and I do it. And my life will be spared. And this will come to pass as it needs to come to pass. Sometimes we're going to be faced with decisions that are going to cost us. What are we going to do when we're faced with that? Because out of the heart, the decisions will be made. Father, we lay before you this day our lives, everything that we are. Father, comes down to the decisions that we make. And those decisions are made based on the condition of our heart. Condition our hearts in you, Lord. Condition our hearts in your word. Don't let your word just be things I hear, but let them become reactions in my life. If you say I'm the head, let me act like the head. If you say, Lord, that, that you are with me, let me act like you are with me. Let me act like you are in me. The condition of the heart. I ask you this morning, check your heart. And don't just check it today. And don't just check it one time. It's a continual. He said, diligently, without reservation, without hesitation, without a minute going by, check our heart. Keep our heart in check. Am I responding because I want to come out on top or am I responding because God is going to come out on top and I am speaking for him. I am reacting for him. I'm going forward if I'm the only one going forward. I'm making a mark if I'm the only one making a mark. I'm going to be here if I'm the only one that shows up. You can depend on me, God. You can depend on me. And when I fall and stumble, may somebody come by and lift me up rather than walk over me. May they have a heart check to say I'm not leaving one behind, but I'm taking them all with me. You're making a mark on people Every day when you make your decision to talk back to somebody, you're influencing somebody else to say it's okay and they're going to do it. When you make a mark to say it's not important for me to be involved in that, I don't have to show up. You're sending a signal and making a proclamation. It's okay for somebody else not to. Check your heart. Who are you leading to the kingdom of God? Esther Lane was willing to lay down her life for the nation of her people. She could have stayed in the kingdom as long as it would have been prohibited or allowed or however many days she could have said, I'm just going to ride it out until it's over. But she said, no, there's more at stake than my, my being the queen. There's more at stake than me being happy and having everything in luxury. There are people 
who need my attention. They need for me to answer the call that God has placed before me. Check your heart. And I'm going to ask you as you stand across this building that you surrender your heart to him. You surrender it. And you check it daily. You check it hourly. You check it before you open your mouth. You check it before you respond to anything. And you say, God, what is your will? And if you're walking in him, you already know what his will is. You already know what it is he wants you to do because you're in connection with him. You want to know the vision of this church? Stay close to this pastor. You won't have to wonder why we're doing this. Why are we going to do it that way? Because God is giving directive. And God is burdening his heart. And you will know those things. Check your heart. And I ask you across this building, if you feel that you need somebody to come and, and, and join hands with you and pray, you come down here. Or it just may be a simple, Lord, I'm surrendering everything I have to you. That the decisions I make are based on my connection with you, and I want that to be a strong one. And Lord, I'm going to seek from this day forward. I'm going to hunger and thirst after you. Because when I hunger and thirst for you and I am filled, I become like you. Check your heart this morning. Father, we just give you praise and glory for each one in this room. For each one, Lord, out on the internet that hears this message that goes forth, check your heart. Know that you're in tune with God and that it is he that is speaking through you. It is he that is living through you and not you yourself. Oh, it's a dead end road. Unless God is leading the way. And Father, we surrender to you today for you to mold us and make us not of ourselves, more of you and less of us. And if you need prayer, you come down in these altars. You come down, you jo somebody will join you here. Somebody will be here with you. You may need to grab somebody by the hand. You may need to call them this week and say, will you just pray with me? Will you just give me an encouraging word? Don't be afraid to seek counsel. Don't be afraid to seek support. Oh, God has placed us to be warriors. Oh, empower us, oh Lord, to go forth and do your will. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen.